Hi, I'm Tobias Zimmergren. Welcome to the Tech Talk Show. Throughout this podcast, you'll be able to listen to the latest happenings and updates from the community, along with interviews with industry experts talking about their favorite technologies. In this episode, I'm catching up with Microsoft MVP Trevor Seward. During the MVP Summit at Microsoft HQ, I had a chance to sit down one-on-one with Trevor for a brief moment, and he's got a lot of insights to share about Feature Pack 1. So Feature Pack 1 is a set of features which comes as a part of a regular SharePoint update now, the November 2016 PU for public update. In this pack, there's a bunch of really interesting improvements and features, including admin audit logging, modern OneDrive for business experiences, there's some changes in MinRoll, you get a bunch of custom tiles options and unified auditing and a bunch of more really interesting stuff. So tag along for another episode and let's jump right into the recording with Trevor. So here we are again at the MVP Summit and I'm here now with Trevor Stewart, who is a five-year SharePoint MVP. Welcome. Thank you. And as I understand it, you know a lot about SharePoint, right? Some things, yeah. Yeah, a couple of things. And I think I've picked your brain once or twice and, and that's been a good help. And we just discussed Feature Pack 1, yep. which is something that customers might want to raise their eyebrows and, and actually start looking into. Yeah. So what is Feature Pack 1? And can you tell us something about why I would consider using Feature Pack 1? Or should I actually, is it a requirement? Or can I postpone it? Or what, what is it? So Feature Pack 1, it's a set of features. And, and the cool thing is, it's actually part of just a regular SharePoint update. It's part of the November 2016 public update. Right. You don't have to go out and download any special bits or anything like that. It's baked into the normal patches you would otherwise apply. Yeah. So if you don't pick it up this November, you know, if you install January 2017 when it comes out, you'll still get those Feature Pack 1 features. What are those features? Like, what's in the Feature Pack? Yeah, so the, uh, Microsoft uh, included, um, you know, a variety of features. Most targeted at hybrid and, and a couple targeted at uh, administrator improvements. You know, to, to kind of go over them, um, one I actually asked for was administration, uh, you know, action logging. Um, I called it auditing, but uh, Microsoft called it administration action log. And that feature primarily centers around administrators making some form of change to the SharePoint environment and it being logged. Yeah. So we know who did it, when they did it, and ultimately yeah. what they did. Right, so you can put the blame, right? It kind of, yes. It's, it's not... Um, Maybe a way for people to be more careful when just going in and fixing things or changing things. Changing things, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's not comprehensive. It won't cover absolutely everything an administrator could do to the SharePoint environment. Right. But it captures a good amount of... Uh, a good amount of actions. Yeah, and that's I guess that's something that hasn't been possible to do in an easy way or at all in previous versions of SharePoint. You know, you could go through the ULS logs and partially parse out what somebody has done, but this makes it significantly easier just being part of the usage database that you're free to query directly, unlike all the other SharePoint databases. Right. So it just makes uh, life a lot easier. You can use PowerShell to extract these usage actions as well. All right, cool. So the next one uh, to talk about is the changes to Mineral. So when SharePoint 2016 came out, there's this new concept of Mineral, which comes from SharePoint Online. 
and pretty much every server had a specific role. We had a distributed cache role, we had a front end, we had an app, and we had a search. Right. Each of those roles you know, was separated, and therefore a minimal, highly available farm ended up being eight servers. Right. That's a lot of investment it's from, a lot. from a hardware perspective and then from a licensing perspective as well. It's, it's a big investment. And, and even companies who have a couple hundred thousand users may not need a farm that large. Yeah. I've had experience with companies with 100 to 200,000 users, yeah. four to six servers. Right. Definitely don't need eight. Do it right, right? So Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, the, I mean, the, the great thing about Mineral is it places the services where they should be in a you know farm topology, you're not having to figure out in your head where you, to start this or that service. Yeah. So those original roles are now called dedicated minerals. Okay. With the November public update or feature pack one, they're introducing shared mineral. Right. So shared mineral it consists of you know minimum of four servers for a highly available SharePoint environment, where we have two front end plus distributed cache and then two app servers plus search. Okay. So much smaller environment, uh, much smaller footprint investment into hardware and software. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense and easier to make that decision to actually upgrade your servers or, or deploy 2016 or... Yeah, and I have some customers where I told them, you know, four servers and use custom when SharePoint 2016 came out. And now I'm able to say, you know, you can actually convert the role. So I'm able to say, you know, take your front ends, convert them to distributed cache plus web front end, and right. your back ends to app plus search. Yep. So Microsoft did include that ability to switch between custom or any role and any other role, which is awesome for these kind of customers. Yeah, and that in itself makes it totally worth looking into and upgrading to Feature Pack 1 or getting the bits with Feature Pack 1, right? Exactly, yep. exactly. So uh, the next one is the modern OneDrive for Business experience. This is a very similar experience to SharePoint Online or OneDrive for Business Online yep. as it stands today. There are a few bits and pieces here that are missing, but for the most part, the UI is very familiar to all of us and, and you know, not so much that legacy look and feel anymore. It's kind of right. got that more modern document library feeling. Yeah, It's only for OneDrive for Business. And this feature is, is kind of, it has an exception. You require software assurance. Oh, okay. Except it's on the Honor system. All so right. if you've bought SharePoint 2016 retail, did not get software insurance, or you're not under an enterprise agreement, Microsoft does have a short three-line script to disable it. All uh, right. So you still get the bits, but then you have to disable it in your You have to disable it, yeah. Right? Yeah, it's one of the features that's automatically on and, and provisioned for you. Okay. Yeah, got that. Um, so no other changes besides the UI, really, you know, how you interact with it. We don't get the newer OneDrive sync client or anything like that, but yeah. we, we just get the UI. That is good to know, though, because normally you just read a bullet point of what's in Feature Pack 1, and you're like, that's awesome, that's great. let's go. Yep. But that's a, that's a good thing to know about the licensing. So to yeah. read, read the licensing first, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next one uh, is the uh, custom tiles. So... Much like uh, Office 365 in SharePoint 2016 RTM, we got the you know waffle with the free. Yeah. You know, it came out of the box with the newsfeed, the sites, and the OneDrive tile. Yeah. 
If you enable hybrid with RTM or pre-Feature Pack 1, you could also get tiles that were created in the Office 365 Administration Center. All right. Coming back down to SharePoint on-prem. Yep. Worked pretty well, um, you know, no complaints there. But one of the asks from a lot of people were, well, I don't either have Office 365 or I don't have the ability to create this hybrid environment for whatever reason. Yep. And so what Microsoft did was they created this new feature called Custom Tiles. And what it really is is, is a feature you enable through PowerShell. It provisions a list on a site collection on a web application. Right. And it allows you to specify a name of a title, a URL, an image, mm -hmm. and you can also apply an audience from the user profile service if you'd like. Right. And um, it'll just add another tile in the waffle. It's All right. really easy to use. Um, the so, so it's not just tenant scope or like server scope. You can it's find farm scope. that then, yeah. Yeah, so it's farm scope. So, so really, uh, if you have you know, more than one web application, in most scenarios, you will only have to provision this on one web application yep. to apply to multiple web apps. Right. And uh, using so audiences, you control what different people see in the Exactly. In the it, right. different, different tiles that, that people see. Cool. Yeah. 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 So under, under the hood, it's very seamless. Um, there's not a lot of, there's, there's really no duplication of effort. You right. know, if you've got a separate MySite web app and a separate you know, team site web app, you don't have to do the work twice. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So the, the next one um, is uh, SharePoint Hybrid Unified Auditing. And this does require uh, the use of, of the hybrid picker from your Office 365 Admin Center. Yeah. It will configure a SharePoint server with that, that hybrid connection. And it allows basically audit logs to bubble up from SharePoint on-prem into the Office 365 you know, Admin Center, the, the, yep. the audit logging up there. Yeah. But not the other way around, right? Not the other way around. Yeah. And unfortunately, there's no on-premises only equivalent of this feature. Yeah. You know, if you don't have an Office 365 tenancy, you're kind of out of luck on this one. Yeah. And do they need to be paired? Like, do your on-prem need to be configured as hybrid with your 365? Or can you just on-prem say, hey, I want, I want to point to an admin center that I know is mine. Or do you have to set up a trust between, yeah, between so, those? Yeah, so there's a form of a trust in place. That's actually done for you. There, there is some software that you need to install on the SharePoint server, which Microsoft goes into good detail about. Yeah. And then you have to run what's called the hybrid picker, right? which is something you initiate through your browser logging into the Office 365 Admin Center. And that does all of the heavy work for you. Yeah. So there's nothing, besides the installing the software and running the hybrid picker, it's pretty seamless after, after right. that. So, so the job is about planning how to set that up, and then you just run that picker. Exactly. Essentially, right? Exactly. Cool. I like that feature. Yeah. So the last one I want to get into any sort of depth on is the hybrid taxonomy. So today, the Office 365 side is still in preview, but it's fully supported by Microsoft. Mm -hmm. um, preview to them at this point more or less means we're looking at the feature and flushing out any issues that customers might have and yep. making some form or fashion of improvements. Again, this requires the hybrid picker. Yep. Not a big deal. But what it allows you to do is have SharePoint online sites and SharePoint on-premises sites share the same terms right from your MMS your term okay. store yeah the SharePoint online MMS does become the source of truth but you are able to um, copy your on-premises term term sets 
uh, through a commandlet that's provided with Feature Pack One up into SharePoint Online. Okay. So you know, after that point, you just manage those terms in SharePoint Online only. Okay. Yeah. Right, so there's no there is there like a dual sync, or you have to run that commandlet. It's, it's a one-way sync. Yeah, so it, it flows from SharePoint Online from back cloud to and down, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, got that. Um, and then the last one, which um, is kind of out of my depth, is uh, there is the OneDrive 2.0 API. So I, you know, I, I haven't gotten too much detail about it, but it, it provides some extra endpoints or something to that effect. Yeah. More of a developer topic. Right. Than, yeah. Than yeah. More in my more, realm. So yeah. More up my alley. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for the insights into FuturePack One and what that means, and hopefully more people will get their eyes up for that and, and actually start looking into deploying that to their servers as well and to their farms, right? Definitely, and and you know, as people deploy it, make sure to give feedback to Microsoft. They they are looking at how these features are used, who's using them, what additional things they may want. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, give give the feedback to Microsoft, but like most people will probably say is. Where do I do that? Where do I go to to tell Microsoft my experiences with setting this up? So uh, the great thing is I just had this discussion with Microsoft today. The best places are uh, sharepoint.uservoice.com. Yeah. Great place to provide feedback. Um, you will find the administration's action log already in there, and you can just provide a, an additional comment right. to the existing thread. But if there's something else that, that you're, you're not seeing, you can definitely open up a new topic. Microsoft does read those. They read every one of them. So make sure yep. to provide feedback there. The other one is on the TechNet documentation or even the MSDN documentation. Right. Uh, again, they read those comments. It doesn't just go into a black hole. Yeah. For those who have enterprise agreements, you probably have a Microsoft TAM or a technical account manager. Yeah. It's an alternative way to provide feedback, but may not be the best. On the other hand, it is a private conversation versus a public one. Yeah, I guess it uh, depends on what kind of feedback you have, right? Depends on the context of your feedback. Yeah. So those are definitely the best ways to provide feedback, and Microsoft does read it. Nice. Uh, they, they don't just ignore it. All right. So thank you for that, and enjoy the rest of the summit. Yeah, you too. Thank you very right. much. Thanks. That concludes another episode of Rancor Tech Talks. Thank you, Trevor, for the time, and thanks, everyone, who tuned in to listen. Find out more about Trevor and his experiences from his blog, which is linked from the show notes.